Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to the Sweet Spot Podcast with author Marcia Scott. This is episode seven. In today's podcast, we will learn how to deal with disappointment. I'll share from my book, The Secret is in the Sauce, and I'll be coming from day 10, dealing with disappointment. Today, I have two objectives. My first objective is that you receive a clear picture of what disappointment is all about as it relates to kingdom Christian women who have answered the call of God for their lives. Please note that every woman listening to this podcast is called. How do you know? A calling is simply a strong urge toward a particular way of life or career, a vocation. Just in case you are still not clear, I'll do a roll call of several types of callings that kingdom women adhere to, and you can see where you fit in. You ready? Let's go. Many are called to pray for others, intercessors. Use your spiritual gifts to serve others. You serve in the house of God in various capacities, such as ushers, greeters, administrators, nurses, and the list goes on and on. Many are called to entrepreneurship. You're businesswomen. Others are called to leadership. We have our supervisors, church trustees, clergywomen. Some are called to be stay-at-home moms. You're called to raise kingdom children, which I personally think is one of the highest callings that there is. We all are called to walk out the Christian life, to be a witness for Christ. Where are my fellow authors? Some of you are called to write, to teach and inspire others, to motivate. Many are called as educators, teachers, principals, teachers, aides, special educators. We have our medical professionals, frontline workers, doctors, nurses, x-ray techs, counselors, therapists, we don't want to forget our military personnel. They too are called. We have our Titus II women, mature seasoned ladies, called to teach the younger women. Where would we be without them? Are you a nonprofit organizer or grant writer? This too is a special calling. And then we have those, our favorites, who are called to the fashion industry. They keep us looking good, smelling good, confident, our cosmetologists, stylists, and makeup artists. Many People think that a calling, as it relates to kingdom women, is relegated to the pulpit. This is not the only area in which women are called to serve God. My second objective here today is to give you tools and strategy to help you deal with the disappointment that is associated or that comes along with the calling of God on your life. One of the biggest reasons why kingdom women are disappointed and disillusioned is because Things are not all that is cracked up to be. Kingdom life is not living up to its reputation. It's not what you expected. Things did not turn out to be good or as good as people said they would. Okay, and I just want to stop there. They told us, you know, if we got saved and received Jesus into our hearts and if we came and volunteered at the church or if we married, you know, the right man, a saved man, if we were equally yoked, if if we, you know, crossed over into kingdom and became this Christian woman or Christian young man that God was calling us to be, amen, that we would somehow have this abundant life and fairy tale existence. And we came with the presumption that everything would be good all of the time, but we were 
soon disappointment when we found out that sometimes things are not all that they are cracked up to be. I want to share an example of this in scripture. God didn't lead me to a woman. Well, there are many women, amen, that were disappointed, that dealt with disappointment, right? We have Leah, who was in a loveless marriage. We have Hannah, amen, that dealt with infertility issues. Who else? I'm just pouring out of my spirit. This is not scripted. I'm, I'm trying to think of some other kingdom women, amen, that dealt with disappointment. We had Mary, who was a young woman. She had her life interrupted with the call, amen, changed her plans drastically, amen. She was called to carry our Messiah. And what did she answer? She said, yes, Lord, be it unto me as you say. And the Bible says that she was highly favored, but along with that favor came some major disappointment. She was almost put away by her fiance. She was called to run from a crazy king. Amen. She had her baby in a stable. Does that look like favor? Sometimes things are not always as it's cracked up to be. All right. So let's take a look at the man, the man that God led me to, to illustrate this point. God led me to the prophet Hosea. Hosea 1 verses two through three. I'm going to read to you today from the message Bible. Verse two, the first time God spoke to the prophet Hosea, he said, find a whore and marry her. Make this whore the mother of your children. No, this is not love and hip hop. Amen. This is the Bible. Glory to God. You can find all types of drama, all types of situations, whatever you're dealing with in your life. Amen. Some things pretty extreme and some not so extreme. You can find it right in the word of God. Here we find a man of God. He's called. He has the calling of God on his life. Surely God will give him a first lady with a hat and hanky poised and prepped and ready for her service to this kingdom man. Instead, God sends the man of God out to find a woman who was a prostitute. This is the very first time God spoke to Hosea. Many of you have just started out in your call. You just started out in your marriage. You just started out raising children. And initially, you're bumping into things that were unexpected. Right off the bat with this scripture, we are debunking the myth that purpose is pretty. Can I tell you today that purpose is not always pretty? Although you are positioned, poised, perfectly in purpose, you are doing what it is that God called you to do. You will have pain, but stay in position. Don't quit the call. There will be times when the call will cost you your all. That bears repeating. There will be times when the call will cost you your all. There will be times that you feel set up. Anybody ever felt set up? Anybody walking around in a situation and feel like, God, this is not the setup. This could not be the move. This is not what I had in mind or in store for my life. Let's take a look at verse number three. It simply says, Prophet Hosea did it. He did it, y'all. The man of God, the prophet, he married a prostitute. He had children with her. He didn't marry the pastor's daughter or the pure Christian girl. He took unto himself a whore, <laughs> a prostitute, as we would say in today's time and today's lingo, a thought to accompany him in ministry. I can only imagine the scandal, the gossip. Y'all know how the saints can be laughing out loud. Then it hit me as I was studying this. You did it too. 
You did or you are doing it. Doing what? You're doing the hard thing. I heard in my spirit as I was preparing this talk, I was ministering this subject matter to the women of wholeness a couple Saturdays ago. And as I was in preparation, I heard the words, I'll never tell. There are things that you have endured, woman of God, that you could never tell. There are some things that we've walked through that we will take to our grave. As we are setting out to answer the call to ministry, to do that thing that we were born to do, that we are passionate about, as we are attempting to be obedient to Christ, as we are walking our purpose, we encounter things as parents, as women of God, as leaders, as business owners, very public, prolific, powerful people that we could never tell others about. Sometimes very disappointing, debilitating things. Like the prophet, you too have had to deal with personal private pain that in some cases turn public. As I was preparing for this, I began to reflect on the pain that I could not contain. Has anybody ever dealt with pain that you could not contain? It started out in private. It started out, amen, in the office. It started out in the church just between you and your prayer partner. You were the only two people that knew what you were dealing with. It started out in your home. It started out as a small issue in your marriage or in the family. But then it turned into pain that you could no longer contain. Anybody ever dealt with public embarrassment or humiliation? When your private problem began to leave, and leak out into public places, it's disappointing. Let's look at the prophet's life. He was called to marry a prostitute in order to demonstrate God's love and mercy. It was purposeful. Can I tell you that what you're called to do, amen, although sometimes disappointing, sometimes fulfilling, sometimes very rewarding, that it's purposeful. What are some of the things that you think that the man of God may have experienced? Let's be a little interactive today. I'm thinking the prophet dealt with shame, humiliation, embarrassment, brokenness, anger, disgust, frustration with God, self-pity, brokenness, jealousy, envy, fear, sleepless nights, and ultimately what I call the switch. Anybody ever been in the midst of a ministry assignment, a job, a relationship, answering the call of God, and you desired to switch. I've said to God, yo, I need to switch. I want to do over. I want out. I want something different. I begin to look at the sister's life over on the left and the brother's life over on the right. And I'm like, it looks like they're not going through nothing while my life is so tumultuous and I'm dealing with things. I want to do over. I want to switch. I don't want this anymore. I kept the receipts. I want to trade this relationship in. I want to trade this child in. I just want to exchange. Can we do an exchange guy? I kept my receipts. I want a new job. I want a new supervisor. I want a new matter of fact. I don't even want this calling. Now that I see what it entails, now that I see all of the betrayal and the backstabbing. When I see, amen, that my name is going to be in the rumor. Oh, no, God, I don't want this. I want to be an usher, right? I, I, I want to work in the back. I want to serve food. I didn't know all of these things were attached and associated with this particular call. Can we switch, God? Amen. Many of us, we want something different. And I'm quite sure we've all encountered problematic, troublesome, and sometimes downright debilitating issues. Many of you know my personal testimony. My family dealt with chronic illness for six, almost seven years now. There were certainly times that I felt like 
I want to do over. I want to switch. This is difficult. This is a lot of pressure. I hate this. Matter of fact, I hate this church. Amen. Everybody remembers that little boy in that video on Facebook. He was like, I hate this church. I hate this assignment. I don't want to do this. Right? I want out. But I want you to know that if you hang in there, God can turn your disappointments into your dream life. Right? Your dream calling. But we have to stand the test of time and we have to believe God that he will turn things around and make them better. Let us continue. One of the strategies to navigate and deal with disappointment is to lay upon God. This is what he told me to tell the ladies and the women of wholeness. He said, he is El Shaddai. He is El Shaddai. Another name for God is El Shaddai, the many breasted one. God told me to tell you to come lay your head upon his breast. Come close and talk to him. I have to slow down a little bit because I need you to grab hold of this concept. The master of the universe, the almighty God is calling for you. He's beckoning for you. He's saying, come close to me and talk. You're going to have to bring those disappointing situations, people, places, and things to God. You're going to have to pour out your heart to him. Can I tell you that he knows anyway? He knows who cheated. He knows who lied. He knows who died. He knows the pain that you're experiencing in your body. He knows the pain in your marriage. He knows which kid is giving you trouble. He knows about that crazy supervisor. He knows your financial need, how long you've been single. He's El Shaddai. He's the God that is more than enough. Great problem. Can I tell you that you serve a great God? You have a major issue. Can I tell you that you serve a major God? Day 10 in my devotional book, The Secret is in the Sauce, describes me in church. I'm in church and I'm laying on a cold, hard ceramic floor. I'd asked my pastor at that time for the keys to the church and for the code to the alarm system that I could go into the sanctuary and do what I'm telling you to do. I laid upon the breast of God. I cried out to God because I was dealing with some very disappointing situations at that time in my life. Can I tell you that you must pour out to him so that he can pour into you? You need strategy. While I was weeping on that cold, hard floor, God gave me Psalms 62. Did God walk in the room and talk to me and say, Marsha, go to Psalm 62? No, I felt it impressed right in my spirit like a whisper. He whispered strategy to me. And Psalm 62 gave me strategy that explained where I was going wrong and how to forever fix it. Can I tell you where you're going wrong and how you can forever fix it? Psalm 62 talks about letting your expectation be in God, right? Sometimes we go into marriages and we just love that man. We just love that woman that God gave us. And we're looking for them to be savior, master, ruler, psychologist, nurse, mom, dad, everything we've been missing in life. We just show up to that relationship and we think that that person is going to fix and heal everything on the inside of us. That's too much pressure and too much strain to put on another individual or a new marriage. So what you have to do is you have to learn how to shift out. You don't want to put that type of pressure on your parents, a BFF, anyone. The only person that can fix you, heal you, keep you, bless you, open doors for you, favor you, truly understand you, push you, refresh you, keep you, propel you, navigate you, guide you, instruct you, 
is God Almighty. And so we put our expectation, our faith looks up to him. I have this little personal model that I tell myself. Let them surprise you, Marsha. What does that mean? Yes, there should be an expectation that my husband should love me. There should be an expectation that my little sister should show up for me if nobody else does. I should have an expectation that I should be able to go on the job and work and give my best and do my best without harassment or racism or whatever uh, uncomfortable thing that I might have to deal with. There's an expectation that you should come to church and things should be fair and equitable and everybody should get a chance and a turn to practice and pursue and develop their ministry gifts. But we live in a fallen world and things and people are not perfect. So what I do is I show up to God with my ministry gift. I show up to God with my marriage. I show up to God with my need for love or my need for advancement or development in my career. I expect God to love me through people, advance me through people, develop me through people, promote me through people. He's going to do it through those people. And if they show up and they begin to love on me and bless me and help me, pleasant surprise. But I'm not looking for man to provide me with what I need. I'm looking for God to do it. Psalm 62, let your expectation be of God. Disappointment is the feeling of sadness or displeasure caused by non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. I'm going to talk a little bit about the word unfulfilled. God gave me three W's. Just want you to listen to this statement and let it soak in. I'm talking to kingdom women. I'm talking to called women. I'm talking to women, amen, that are walking out purpose. Let me give you these three W's. We work willingly, but are left wanting. We work willingly, but are left wanting. God longs to give you what you need. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Many need to be freed from the spirit of disappointment. That's different from just having a disappointing experience. The spirit of disappointment, it's just on you. This is not a feeling. You wake up with it. You go to bed with it. You carry around extreme sadness and a sense of displeasure. You need a private moment to deal with your public pain. Take a moment right now. Ask God to remove the spirit of disappointment off of your life. God said many of you have been strong yet strung along. I want you to grab hold to that statement. Many of you have been strong yet strung along. You just keep doing it for the kingdom and taking it for the king. It's causing you to become stringent. What does stringent mean? It means tight, constricted, marked by rigor, strictness, or severity. Sometimes disappointment can cause your entire personality to change. Sis, you're not yourself. You need to take time with the master. Lay upon his breast. Share with him the many things that you are walking through and dealing with. Pour out to him so that he can pour back into you. God is providing space for grace. I want you to take your journal out. Take a moment to write some areas that you are currently disappointed. God gave me two words, ambiguous and broad. This means that some of us are dealing with some things that are so big and so vast that we don't know what to do. 
write it down, detail it, put it in your journal. While others are not clear on what we are dealing with, period. What in the world is this? We used to be in love. We used to have the passion. Now he's barely speaking. I go on the job. I sense that there's some underhanded, underlying things going on. I don't know who it is. I don't know what it is, but things are not the same. Ambiguous and broad. If that's the case, please write that down in your journal too. I want to go back to day 10 in my book. I need to tell you what I did when I got off that floor. God dealt with my misplaced expectations. And so I want to give you some A's and then we're going to close. God deals with me by using letters. So jot these down. A, assess. Are they still? Come on. When I got off that floor, I walked out into my life and I had to say, it is what it is. I have to assess it for what it is. Are they still cray cray? Still a flirt? Still addicted? These are some things I want you to look around your life and ask the question. Are they still haters? Are they still paying me less than I deserve? Still talking about me behind my back? Are the funds still tight? I still can't figure out what's going on with this child. Am I still single after all these years? It's okay to be real about your current state of affairs. Except you can't conquer what you won't confront. It is what it is. No denial. People in denial don't receive victory strategies. Adjust accordingly. When you see the people in your life do not have the capacity yet, somebody say yet, to show up for you like you need them to, you need to shift your expectations to God to meet your need until he sends what you need. For example, I got off the floor really needing a mother's love. God sent a mother in the church. Let's say your significant other won't budget and it's very disappointing because you can't take the family forward financially the way you envision. Things are tight. God can open up a stream of income or turn the heart of the king, which in this case could be your husband or significant other. In the meantime, adjust. Stop fussing at him and look to him, capital H, capital I, capital M. Is your career unfulfilling? Maybe you'll get your chops and fulfillment while answering the call to ministry, working in the kingdom. I have the pleasure to mentor and counsel all of the time, which is far more fulfilling than the accounting work I do every day. The key is to look to the master and adjust. That's another A for you. While he continues to work all things together for your good. Another A, access. God is granting you access. He's giving you space for grace. Grace is God's supernatural ability to do what you cannot do in your own strength. During some of the most difficult and disappointing seasons of my life, I would break my neck to get to worship settings, women's conferences, my personal place of prayer. Why? I needed the grace to continue. Acts 3 and 20. There are times of refreshing that only come from being in the presence of the Lord. I encourage you to access him now. The final A, attention. Disappointment is oftentimes a call to arms. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes God allows the disappointment to serve as a call to arms, a call to action, and a call to assemble. Check out 
the devotional in my book entitled Assembly Required. It talks about you and God partnering together to change your disappointing situations into your dream life. But it requires assembly. It requires partnership. It requires putting in the work. Now, as I look back over my life, I can clearly see where God turned it for me. All of those disappointing situations that had me prostrate on the floor of that empty church, weeping and crying out to God, are now non-factors. God turned it. He will turn it for you too, but you have to partner with God. God will show you what you need to focus on, what you need to give your energies to, how to pray. Honey, you need divine insight, prayer and worship strategies. I'm going to give you a few C's. God told me to tell you that you and God together will partner to clean up, clear up, catch up, and correct the disappointing problematic areas in your life. This is the sweet spot. I want to share from another devotional in my book, Day 11. We don't fight to defend, we fight to win. I want to take you back to the elementary school playground. You guys remember elementary school. When little girls would fight, oftentimes they, they'd close their eyes and aimlessly start swinging at the wind, hoping to land a few blows. When little boys would fight, they were taught how to get it in a fight stance, square up and throw those hands. This is how we must be in the spirit. We all have areas of disappointment, trouble spots, and battles to fight. The psalmist said, teach my hands to war and my fingers to fight. If you partner with God, get the proper stance and proper posture, which is purpose and prayer, this time next year, your life will look totally different. I encourage you to partner with God. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Sweet Spot. I hope if it was a blessing to you, you'd contact me. Give me some feedback. You can contact me at authormarshascott at yahoo.com. Or if you're interested in purchasing my book, you can email me at that email address or go to www.authormarshascott.com. I pray this was a blessing to you. I do understand that many people during this Thanksgiving holiday are not full of the joy of the Lord or happiness. Remember, happiness, happenings, amen, are based on our circumstances. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so I wanted to take a, a little bit of time to deal with disappointment. People have lost loved ones. People have lost jobs. Some people don't know how they're going to make it. I encourage you to partner with God. Stay connected with God. Don't let your disappointment cause a separation or a gap between you and God. God told me to tell you, I am El Shaddai. I am the many-breasted one. I come to nurture you, to feed you, to give you what you need in this hour, give you what you need to succeed. God is full of guidance and insight and next steps and prophetic revelations and increase. He has what you need. He has the wisdom that you need to succeed. I hope that this podcast was a blessing to you. Happy Thanksgiving and have a wonderful day.